0: Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. Let's go back to a time when Jesus walked the earth as a man. His disciple Peter had received a revelation that Jesus was the Messiah the Christ, or the Anointed One of God. Peter knew that Jesus was sent from God and was the embodiment of God's kingdom. According to Old Testament prophecy, the Messiah or Christ would come and restore God's kingdom on earth, his kingdom of peace and harmony, goodness and justice, salvation and judgment. However, the perception of how God would do this did not match Peter's present reality. Yet he walked with Jesus. Therefore, Jesus tells Peter how the Messiah, the Christ, must suffer for humanity. Jesus explains how he will personally drink the cup of human suffering. In doing so, Peter will come to understand how Jesus will defeat the destructive forces of death evil and humanity's selfish desires. Peter will receive the revelation of how in Jesus' death and resurrection, Jesus took back the power humanity had given to death, evil and their selfish desires. So to Peter, Jesus explains what was about to take place. Jesus will be rejected, killed on the cross, publicly shamed, and resurrected on the third day. Jesus reveals the pathway of the Messiah, the Christ, and for those who choose to follow him. Jesus says, Follow me to the cross, follow me to my cross, and bring your cross, and you will see the glory of God. Come just as you are, Bring your selfish desires, your burdens, your sorrow and pain. Bring the good and the bad. Come, see the love in my eyes as I drink this cup of suffering. As it is for you, and because of you, I will do this. It is because of your selfish desires, and the power given to evil and death by humanity, that I must suffer but it is my good pleasure and I do this so that you can be free of the destructive controlling forces of your selfish desires, evil and ultimately death. Come with me to the cross. Know, understand and experience the glory of God in my kingdom. The kingdom of God is realised in Jesus At this moment in human history, Peter, James and John were about to receive an even greater revelation of Jesus. As the man stands before them and tells them he must suffer for their sakes, they receive a small glimpse of his glory. All this is before the cross. So let us go to Luke's account of this amazing moment. Luke chapter 9, verses 28 to 29. Now it came to pass, about eight days after these sayings, that he took Peter, John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. As he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered, and his robe became white and glistening. Jesus' appearance altered as he prayed. That is, prayer is a sweet communion with God the Father in heaven. This word that has been translated as appearance is the same word the writer used in describing the descending of the Holy Spirit upon Jesus at his baptism. The Holy Spirit descended in the appearance of a dove. Once again, God is revealing himself in the form or shape that the disciples can understand, revealing the unseen in a way they can see. At the time of Jesus' baptism, and at this time also, God the Father confirms that Jesus, the human form that the disciples see before them, is in fact his beloved Son. Revealing Jesus is not only the Messiah, the Christ, but he is God the Son. This is an extraordinarily powerful moment, a powerful moment in the time of Peter, James and John, for they will gain a greater understanding. They stand there with Jesus and his appearance changes to that of the divine. In showing them Jesus is divine, God reveals his strategy and heart to them. His strategy that he has had before he even created. That is the Father, Son and Spirit are one. And God is showing them the way that he will bring the reality and fullness of his kingdom on earth. He is revealing to them that he has chosen to become human, live, Die, take our place, and pay the cost. The reality before them is that the Messiah, the Christ, is the divine Son of God. Jesus is God with us. He came into our world, experienced the full human condition, and dwelt amongst humanity. And at that moment in time, Peter, James, and John beheld his glory. Let us continue on. Luke chapter 9, verses 30 to 31. And behold, two men talked with him, who were Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his decease, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Here we have Moses and Elijah testifying of Jesus also, and actually discussing his exodus from this world. And this is a very powerful motive for the Hebrew people reminiscent of the first exodus through which God delivered the Hebrew people from the bondage of slavery, from the world's superpower at the time, out of which God formed his people and he journeyed with them. The Hebrew people believed everything God had done through Elijah and Moses. Moses represented the law given to the Hebrew people. God gave them the law to reveal their need for a saviour. Moses also represents to the Hebrew people deliverance from slavery and judgment of evil. The gods of Egypt were judged by God and exposed as evil. In amongst the judgment of the gods of Egypt, the Hebrew people were not hurt or affected by any of it. As they had been passed over from judgment because they aligned themselves with God instead of the gods of Egypt. Elijah represents the prophets of God and the role of the prophet was to speak for God to a rebellious people who had given their allegiance to other gods. God continued to pursue them in love and through the prophets reminded them of their covenant with him, always giving them an opportunity to change their thinking and return to him. Jesus the Messiah, the Christ, in his death, resurrection and ascension fulfills what was written in the law of Moses and the prophets concerning him. At this moment on the mountain, with Peter, James and John, Moses and Elijah, God reveals his glory and fulfillment of everything in Jesus the Son. Jesus is the fulfilment of God's kingdom on earth, as the law and the prophets testify. Let us continue. Luke, chapter 9, verses 32 to 36. But Peter and those with him were heavy with sleep, and when they were fully awake, They saw his glory, and the two men who stood with him. Then it happened, as they were parting from him, that Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here, and let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were fearful as they entered the cloud. And a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved Son. Hear him. When the voice had ceased, Jesus was found alone. But they kept quiet and told no one in those days any of the things they had seen. Peter is yet to know the full depth of the revelation of who Jesus is and what he will do. The fullness of the truth is that God himself will dwell amongst humanity in Jesus, who is the tabernacle of God. The fullness of God dwells within him. Just as Peter was expressing the desire to build tabernacles for all three, the glory of the Lord overshadowed or totally enveloped them and revealed only Jesus. It is only through Jesus that the glory of God will dwell in humanity. Both Moses and Elijah testified of this truth. This word that has been translated as overshadowed is the exact same word used to describe Mary's experience when she was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit in the conception of Jesus in human form. Once again, God the Father confirms the fullness of the truth of who Jesus is. He is greater than all the prophets. He is greater than Moses who the hebrew people honored god's presence overshadows the disciples and they see only jesus this is a beautiful moment of intimacy awe and wonder out of intimacy with god enveloped in his presence the disciples are empowered to see the glory of the lord And listen to him. Not only listen, but perceive and understand. They hear God the Father say, This is my beloved Son. Hear him. In receiving of Jesus, we follow him into sonship with the living God. As we receive Jesus, we receive the Father. As we receive Jesus, we receive his Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God who dwells within us. And God in Jesus, in his Spirit, makes his home in us. It is a daily journey to know and experience the fullness of his divinity and the fellowship of his humanity. The way for every disciple of Jesus to live in the fullness of his victory in this world damaged by evil is to daily surrender selfish desires and self-will to that of the Father's will. All God requires is a willing heart and he provides the rest. Through the cross, Jesus redeems and delivers people from the bondage of slavery to self evil and death for all eternity. Out of his death in human form, resurrection in glorified body and ascension into heaven with the outpouring of his spirit comes the birth of God's people in whom each individual, God himself, dwells. Together with Peter and John we testify. My eyes have seen the glory in the coming of the Lord. God himself in Jesus has come. Let us read John chapter 1, verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and and truth And Peter's testimony, 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 16 to 18. For we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of His majesty. For he received from God the Father honour and glory, when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. By following Jesus and journeying with him, his disciples saw the glory of his humanity and the glory of his divinity. They saw the glory of his sonship and heard the voice of God the Father. To see the glory of his love, in his suffering. They first needed to see the glory of his divinity. Once they saw Jesus willingly sacrifice his life and his resurrected glorified body, they could receive a deeper revelation of the cost of his eternal sacrifice. By following Jesus they saw, touched and experienced the glory of his power in his resurrection. The same applies to us today. We simply be willing to follow him. Be willing to be transformed. Not following the world or our own selfish desires, but be willing to live in his kingdom and victory in this world damaged by evil. As that hymn says, I have decided to follow Jesus. The cross before me The world behind me, no turning back, no turning back. The divine of Jesus was revealed in his transfiguration. His outward appearance was transfigured to match his inward character. As disciples of Jesus, we are willing. The divine Spirit of God dwelling in us transforms us into Jesus' character, to reveal Jesus in us to the world. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. When we daily behold Jesus, His divinity and humanity, choosing to have the will of God rule and reign in and through our lives, we live in the reality of His kingdom in this life, in this world damaged by evil. When we in earthen vessels of humanity behold His glory, we are transformed from glory to glory, revealing God and His glory to the world. All this is a work of god christ is found in humanity and humanity is found in christ for more information and free resources visit our website jesuslovestheworld.info be blessed empowered and transformed in jesus name